sisters. Welcome to the Out of This World Relationship Podcast, a podcast designed for busy women just like you who want better relationships. I'm your host, Tamara Rasmussen, and together we're going to tackle some of life's most difficult relationship issues. Whether you're in your car on your way to work, shuffling kids to school, or sipping coffee on the back porch, it is no accident that you're here. With God, there are no accidents, only divine appointments. There is always room at my table, so pull up a chair and take a seat. Let's dive in. In this episode, I will be sharing the biblical principles of godly sex. Maybe you think you know all there is to know. You're already married and this does not apply to you. You know, you may know all of the things I'm about to share, but you may also learn something about God and sex that you never knew. Understanding the fullness of God's promises and expectations surrounding sex may help you explain sex to your kids in a whole new way. This episode serves as a foundation for and is a great segue into our next few episodes, which will be tackling talking to your kids about sex. There is not a person or a situation that this content does not apply to, but if you are not ready to talk to your kids just yet, I suggest listening when you have some privacy. All right, grab your coffee, tea, or whatever, and I suggest a notebook for this one. Let's dive in. Hebrews 13.4 and 1 Corinthians 6.18 tell us that sex was designed for marriage, period. Any sex outside of those boundaries is considered sin to God. I get it. Most Christians are aware of this, but don't fully understand the why which is why we will explore together in this episode, God's design for sex. Listen, this isn't just about God wanting to control us or prevent us from having fun. It's really quite the opposite. He wanted sex to be a sacred and unique experience that binds us together with our spouse, the person that we vow to spend the rest of our life and share our burdens with. He desired for it to be for our good and for our pleasure and knows exactly how the enemy seeks to destroy our joy and honestly our fun by twisting sex into a source of pain, emotionless pleasure, and deviant conquest. The enemy says that God's expectations are oppressive and impossible. He manipulates us with the same lies that he told Adam and Eve. He told them that to eat the forbidden fruit is to escape God's limitations on us. What it really does is separate us from God's fullness. Listen, his provisions are not limitations, and they are always better for us than anything we could acquire or experience apart from him. The enemy says that for sex to be satisfying, our bodies have to look a certain way and we have to bring in images and other people. It has to be risky and exciting that it's unfair and unrealistic to expect someone to sleep with only one person for the rest of their life. What a concept, right? Think about how those ideals have crept their way into your home. How often do you look in the mirror with disgust because you can't imagine how your spouse could desire you? Sisters, why would that ever cross your mind unless you've bought into the devil's schemes to reduce your value and separate you from your husband or your wife? 
husbands, if you're listening, how often do you feel like you need to look at other women or be distracted by pornography or even just soft porn that's on everyday TV and you find yourself thinking about that when you know that you should be thinking about your wife? The devil wants to distract us with shame, insecurity, lust, and addiction so that we lose sight of the significance of becoming united as one flesh, as explained in Matthew 19.6. Marital sex is so much more than carnal pleasure. It was meant to be the consummation of a lifetime commitment made by two people. There is such great significance in the ritual of consummating a marriage. It's been an important part of marriage since ancient times. People weren't even considered married until they consummated their marriage, until they got to the marriage bed and they became one. They joined their bodies in the way that only a man and woman can do. But some of you may not know that marriage isn't just about two humans making a commitment. Yes, that is part of it. The the marital consummation, the covenant that we make with that other human being is significant, But there's something more to it that you may not know. You know, Jesus, he was known for using parables to illustrate God's commands and behaved in ways that projected God's love for us in a tangible way. You know, he washed feet. He healed people. He spoke to the unworthy, the unclean. He represented God in human form. And I mean, humans are visual and tactile learners, right? We need examples and hand-on experiences to fully appreciate and learn something new. Wouldn't you agree? You get a new job, they explain to you how to do something, or you go to college and you read in books, but it's really not until you get into that position and you start using the things that you've learned that you fully comprehend it. Well, God knows that that is exactly how our brains work. 2 Corinthians 11.2 tells us that marriage was designed by God as a picture, a tangible expression of the covenant relationship that he wants with us. Sex is the most intimate relationship that two human beings can have, right? It's, It's vulnerable. You're naked. Your bodies are literally joined together and touching. It is what sets apart marriage from any other relationship we have. We don't, I mean, maybe some people do, right? But we don't traditionally go and have sex with the person who's checking us out at the checkout line to connect with them. We don't have sex with people in our life group. We don't have sex with our siblings, our family members. Sex is something unique and special just for marriage, your most intimate relationship that you have. It is representative of the intimacy God created us to enjoy with him. So sex is a tangible human experience that represents the intimacy that God wants to have with us. The thing is, you know, we talk about sex being just for marriage because it's a symbol of God's desire for us to be intimate with him and only him, to have no other gods before him. In marital sex, there is a giving over of the body and in our spiritual relationship with God, Romans 12, one through two tells us that we are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Think about the connection there. 
we are called to give our body over to our partner. It even states in the Bible that our bodies are not our own, that wives belong to their husbands and husbands belong to their wives in the same way that we present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice. We fully surrender to him. It's not about ownership. It is not about ownership. It's about a mutual covenant to prioritize, to love, to honor, to commit to one another. According to Exodus 24, 8, covenants were always consummated with the shedding of blood. When a woman loses her virginity and the hymen breaks, blood is shed. This seals or activates the covenant made between a man and a woman. But here's the amazing thing. Our covenant with God was also consummated when the blood of Christ was shed for us. His commitment to save us, to love us, to forgive us, no matter what we do, required the greatest blood sacrifice of all time. Sisters, brothers, marital sex is so much more than an outlet for sexual desire or a means of procreation, having babies, starting a family. It is all that, but it is a holy representation of the intimacy that God wants to share with us. Think about this. Just like in marriage, we can become distracted and unfaithful to God. Our culture is fighting for this sexual freedom. I'm doing air quotes, right? Sexual freedom, which actually is synonymous with abandoning our covenant with God. Following God and staying faithful to his commands is not glamorous. It often means surrendering our desires and our motivations for his. Marriage is the same way. Being faithful to our spouse and keeping our eyes only on them can be so challenging in a world that we are filled with distractions, where it seems like the grass is greener on the other side, or other people are having such greater experiences, sex, they have more money. It is not always easy. We have to surrender. We have to die to self in order to commit to another human being for the rest of our lives. But we also have to do this with God every single day. It is dying to self day after day so that we can be connected and united with God and our significant other. I know firsthand that more and more Christians are getting comfortable with living outside of God's design for sex. There is this attitude that those ideals are outdated and impossible. And if this is you, this is not condemnation, right? This is not about condemning you or shaming you. We are not perfect. God knows you in your sin. My goal here today is just to encourage you to understand that that sex is so much more significant and is is a much deeper issue than maybe you realize. The world wants us to think that it's just this physical thing that, yeah, God doesn't want us to do it, but it doesn't really matter. And that is the enemy at work. 
I see this so often in the divorced and widowed. I mean, they're taking a similar position. Maybe that's you too, feeling as though the time for that has passed. You've already been there. You've already done that with your first partner. But what you need to understand is that Satan is so pleased with that passivity because it means that you are oblivious to the spiritual ramifications. It doesn't matter what season you're in, in your relationship, whether you're single and you're dating or you're divorced and you're dating or you're widowed and you're dating, there are still spiritual ramifications of discounting the significance of consummation, of intimacy, of of the act of sexual unity, because it's so far beyond just our human experience. Some of you may feel, feel bad, you know, hearing this. Maybe you weren't a virgin when you got married and you didn't understand what an intimate and significant spiritual thing sex is. Here's the thing. I wasn't a virgin when I got married. I never understood these things. I wasn't raised in a Christian home where talking about God and his design for sex was a priority. And you know what? Maybe you were. Maybe you were raised in a Christian home and you know what? Carnal desire got the best of you. Or maybe you learned indifference from our culture. Like it's not really that big of a deal. God loves you anyway. Jesus shed his blood on the cross because he knew that we we're not capable of being without sin. We are all born sinners. We will all continue to be sinners and none of us will ever reach the status of perfection on this earth. That being said, when it comes to understanding just how special, just how significant sex is, it's important for us to realign ourselves with understanding that God has made a covenant with us and that covenant includes forgiveness. So while you may have felt conviction or you might, you know, even be upset by the things that you've learned today, my hope is that you will walk away with a deeper understanding and that future generations will benefit from us speaking boldly and honestly about God's truth about sex to cut into and intervene into this social cultural movement to cheapen it into something that means nothing. It does mean something. And I hope that you are encouraged, uplifted, and motivated to speak that truth in your own life and in the people around you in your kids' lives. I'm excited for the opportunity to share some of my insight and some tips for sharing the truths about sex and intimacy and talking and and sharing hard conversations with your kids in a constructive way, I cannot tell you how important it is to prioritize this issue with your kids. You want them to learn from you. And in the next few episodes, I hope to give you lots of tools to give you the confidence to do just that. Thank you so much for leaning into the discomfort of talking about such a hard topic. And I am excited about what the future holds for this podcast. Have an awesome week. What are you struggling with? Whether it's parenting, marriage, friendships, or faith, I want to answer your questions. 
send me a DM, email me at tamaristwocents at gmail.com, or find me on Instagram at tamara.nicole.rasmussen. Nothing is off the table. Thanks for listening. Look for a new episode every Monday. Have a blessed day. Thank you.